Welcome to the Mavens Do It Better podcast. And now, your host, Heather Newman. Hello, everyone. Here we are again for another Mavens Do It Better podcast, where we interview extraordinary experts who bring a light to our world. And I certainly have a light right here with me, Andy Ginn. How are you? Yay. Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, My goodness. It's been a while since we were on, a, I guess, the webinar together while back yeah yeah been, yeah <laughs> it was almost Last, a year right i was thinking it's a year ago yeah wow. yeah my goodness so yeah so an um, extraordinary year as well uh, yes a very extraordinary year coming up it's it's odd to be coming up on sort of anniversaries of pandemic things you know um, yeah. i think a lot of us obviously are going through that so andy where are you coming from today where, where so i live in a, a little village uh in the west country in the uk just outside bath Oh. Uh, so a lot of Americans know uh, know Bath. It's uh, yep. a beautiful uh, city, which is uh, Georgian and uh, goes right back to Roman times. Yeah. Um, Charles Dickens lived here, Jane Austen. Um, and it, as I said, the oldest building in the center of the city is about 2000 years old. Wow. And it's just beautiful it, when you say it. Bath. Thank you. Bath. You know, no, it is. It's beautiful. I love. I love hearing it. You know, from someone who's from there. You know, it's just such a beautiful like way to say that. So yeah, that's super cool. That's neat. Um, wow. And you, uh, you born and raised there? From there originally? You know, no, there? Um, I was uh, born down in the uh, in the south of uh, England uh, mm. in a little uh, in Hampshire. Okay. Uh, my father actually worked for IBM uh, in the sixties. Ah. He was a okay. real uh, groundbreaker. Uh, huh. in our technology uh, sector and um, uh, IBM has a lab there which they still have um, okay. so I was born there uh, but at the age wow. of uh, about three we moved to Scotland um, ah. IBM had a big uh, plant up there which my dad helped run wow. um, and apparently when I was little I had a real Glaswegian accent nobody ah. could understand a word that I said um, <laughs> And then we moved, you know, the IBM, uh, I've sure. been moved. Uh, we moved down to uh, uh, East Anglia, just mm. outside uh, Cambridge right. uh, when I was 11, mm-hmm. um, where I lived until uh, I was in my early 20s when I moved to the Netherlands for work. Oh, fun. Uh, and then I came back here uh, in the 90s. Yeah. So a little bit all over, but a little bit of home too. That's yeah. super cool. Yeah. Well, and we met uh, through uh, a mutual colleague and friend. Um, and that was a lot of fun because uh, the HP where you and she work, uh, ha- you had me in to do a bit of a workshop on, um, you know, power skills and well-being and, uh, you know, mental health and all of that stuff. And so how long have you been working at HP and what do you do there? So uh, I joined what was then HP. Oh, yeah, uh, HPE. In, yeah, yes. yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was in uh, 1999. Okay. Um, and I joined um, to run the e-commerce division uh, okay. in in those uh, good old days. Yeah. Um, I'm now, after a number of different moves, I'm now the uh, tech lead uh, in the UK for information management and collaboration. Okay. So lots yeah. of things to do with SharePoint and OneDrive, yeah. M365, right. uh, all those good things. Um, uh, and I'm also a solution architect. Uh, so I, I work with our clients in Point Next Services uh, to deliver uh, transformation. Um, and 
Point Next Services is one of these sorts of organizations where uh, we're interested in a broad range of skills, um, not just pure technology, if you like. So um, one of the reasons that we got you guys in to, to talk to us was um, that 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 range of skills, that the soft skills are just as important as the technology skills in, in our book. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the things that we do with our clients uh, are all around um, user-centric transformation. So what does this technology do for the people in the organization, not just not just updating um, collaboration platforms, for example? Right. That's super cool. Um, what's so your so was it? Do you think it's a follow in your footsteps from your your dad a bit, or was it something you always sort of wanted? Yeah. Or was it roundabout, or like how did you get in? Get in. It was. Uh, I mean, I remember as a very small child going to the to the IBM um, buildings, and they had yeah. you know, big tape drives and sure. punch cards, and it was all very cool. And of course, I grew up with Star Trek and Doctor <laughs> Who and and yeah. these sorts of things. So I've always been interested in it. Um, actually, when I left school, I, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. So I, I actually went into menswear to start off with. So oh, I was selling wow. suits and, and and things like that. And then one day, uh, I just thought, yeah, this actually isn't for me. I retrained right. uh, to be a, a programmer. Um, and um, the, the UK was really pushing uh, in the 80s uh, to get people into IT. Right. Um, so I, I, I took a government training course. I uh, got a job at uh, Lloyd's Register of Shipping uh, in London, uh, uh-huh. looking at statistical analysis of why ships sink, um, wow. and then moved to uh, Logica um, okay. as a software engineer um, doing industrial uh, command and control systems for robots and pipelines and wow. air traffic control and, and all these sorts of things. So, yeah, That's- it's been a, a varied career, yeah. an interesting one. Yes, from suits from from suits to robots. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And a shout out to Elsia who uh, introduced us as well. So she's such a great, awesome. Bar- yeah, I, I got to meet her at SharePoint Saturday London a few years back, and that's how we all got connected. And yeah, it's she's a she's a fun person with a beautiful. She's a powerhouse. Mind. Yeah, yeah, she just is a powerhouse. And and you all work on um so the name of your group, the the tech group that I spoke to that you all work on and run together. And she has you in. It's the it's it's a it, the tech diversity group there at HPE. Yeah. Yeah. So um uh, as I said, in, in HPE, the um the the premise of diversity and inclusion is incredibly yeah. important. Yep. Um, so, uh, but also taking that out to our clients. Mm-hmm. So, um, our um, management to change group um, is is incredibly important to us, yeah. uh, and getting those those skills into people. You know, everybody, uh, yeah. sales guys, right. real techies, uh, everybody can talk about diversity and inclusion. Talk yep. about how. Um, the, the 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 user is the most important uh, element of any transformation program, but Elsia also is. So she she works in the same uh, division as me. Mm-hmm. Um, we both work for the same boss, an amazing guy called Steve Mills. He's yep. just he's just a, a great guy to work for. Um, but she also founded uh, a not for profit called Pocket Angel, mm-hmm. um, and the idea of that is to bring. Uh, digital technology into the uh, sector where we're helping people experiencing homelessness to to get back on their feet. Um, She asked me to to join that uh, organization in my spare time. 
not that any of us have a lot of that, but you know, <laughs> right. um, uh, a couple of years ago, um, and we've built out a digital platform. It's live. We're we're trying it out in the south coast of England right. uh, to make sure that it works properly before we spread out into other areas. Yeah, that's amazing. And so it's an actual because uh, she, gosh, she, I, I think she was on the podcast probably maybe about six months ago now. We talked a little bit about it then, and it was still sort of getting funded, getting getting figured out and finished, fit and finished, I guess. Um, and so the idea is that uh, with it, that you, it's an app, right? That yeah, we, it's we, an t- app, we yeah. ex- explain how it works a little bit because it's such a good Yeah, concept. sure. Yeah. So we, we were just about ready to launch in uh, February of last year. Ugh, right. uh, the UK went into lockdown on yep. March 16th. Um, so we're coming out for our first anniversary, which is really quite bizarre because we're, you know, still in full lockdown. Yeah. Um, we've been in, we've been out, we're, right. we're doing the hokey cokey. Yeah. Um, and, um, when we went into the lockdown the first time, the, uh, the UK government said, um, some of the most vulnerable people are people who are sleeping rough. Mm-hmm. So they had a, a program in place to find every rough sleeper somewhere to sleep undercover, mm-hmm. you know, in a building. Right. Um, uh, not fantastic support, but at least they weren't actually on the street. Right. So, um, the, the the premise of of Pocket Angel is, as a member of the public, you can uh, provide a voucher with a code to somebody who is experiencing homelessness, and they can use that to get services, whether it's food, uh, whether it's clothing, hygiene kits, whatever it is. But suddenly, those people weren't on the street, and actually, the public weren't on the street either. Right. right. So, um, we pivoted the app. Um, quite quickly, we have a, yeah. a, a great software company that we're working with um, to change the premise so that instead of you buying a voucher and having it in your pocket, mm. uh, you buy a voucher and you give it to us. And wow. we use the vouchers, we can consolidate them together Got and it. we work with, with organizations who are providing food and uh, necessary uh, uh, services to those experiencing homelessness. And we give um, that, that consolidated support right. to the organizations who are helping the homeless. That's amazing. Wow. I wondered, because I haven't, we've talked to, she and I have talked a little bit about it, but I wasn't sure about the pivot. And I know that there, I knew that there was one because that was such, you were about to do this thing in it. Oh my goodness. Mm. I, we've all had to pivot so many things. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So we are, we've got, um, we launched in September, so we took the summer to to rebuild the app, test it all, make sure it was working correctly, doing some um, uh, marketing and communications and things like that. And we actually launched in September. Yeah. And the idea was that we might get a few dozen users over the first six months sure. and sell yeah. a few vouchers because right. it, we expected it to have a slow start. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, around about 200 registered users now. Wow. We're very strong on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Uh, and we are selling dozens and dozens and dozens of vouchers. We've been able to supply uh, a lot of food um, a lot of um, clothing uh, and things like that already uh, in in our first less than six months, um, and we we've uh, recently it was been very cold here in the UK um, yeah. for about two or three weeks, so we ran a very fast appeal for clothing, and we got hundreds of items wow. of jumpers and coats and t-shirts and socks and things like mm-hmm. that, which we were able to give to our partners to supply to people who actually needed them. It was, it was really heartwarming. Yeah. That's amazing. 
thank you for doing that. And you, so it's, it's now in one place, I would assume that there's like, you know, thoughts of like, how can we expand, you know, get, get, get the mix right, I guess, you know, and then figure out how to bring it out into, you know, more places, obviously in England than all over. Right. Yeah. So when we started, it was just Elsia and me. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we were, we were trying to do it, as I said, evenings and weekends. We've now got sure. a fantastic band of volunteers ah. who are helping us. Elsia and I have, have been able to delegate a load of work to the right. volunteers. It's, it's been, awesome. again, really heartwarming. And it's given us the impetus to say, okay, we, we get how this thing works now. So um, we've joined up with some other organizations in the UK, like there's a, there's a partner of ours called uh, On Hand, mm-hmm. which is a, it, it links corporates with people who need help. So it's a, it's a volunteer type organization, right. another one called Just Life. There's, there's lots of organizations that are trying to help. Um, so mm-hmm. we're looking at Manchester, we're looking at uh, Edinburgh, Right. Uh, looking at parts of London, London mm-hmm. is a, a big nut to crack because it's yeah. so huge. Right. So we have to look at small parts of it. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. And we've had contacts from Los Angeles, from New York, from Sydney, from Tokyo. This problem is everywhere. Yeah. So right. um, we're trying to figure out how to actually expand, but but still keep it under control. Yeah, and that makes sense. And I know there's and folks who are listening. Um, Pocket P O C K E T angel home is the instagram account that you can go check Correct. out what's going on there and what's happening and you've got a whole link tree in there of links out to everything that you're doing and so while while we're talking here everybody pull out your phones and give pocket angel definitely a, a, a hello on on instagram and see what they're doing there for sure um yeah it's it is i uh i took a drive down to downtown Los Angeles. Um, we're locked down and staying home and all of that stuff and have been too, but I uh, was going down there to run some errands and stuff. And uh, yeah, I just, uh, we've, we always, we've have a big homeless problem here in LA and it's m- monumental what I just to see kind of what's going on. Yeah. It's just uh, ex- expanded. And, and so I think programs like this that can help and, and get, because you know everybody's got extra s- stuff around you know what I mean? yeah, <laughs> exactly like, yeah you know, no. there's a there's a uk journalist called simon reeve i was watching one of his shows yeah. um a couple of weeks ago talking about uh homeless people in california and there's people sleeping your overpasses your uh, roads actually yeah. have tunnels underneath them or or space crawl spaces underneath yeah. them and there are people living in those crawl spaces mm-hmm. um, yeah. it's just it's it's um Everybody is, there's a, there's a saying that nobody is uh, more than three paychecks away from being homeless. Um, so if you lost your job mm. um, and you had no income and you had no support, how quickly would it be that you go from a warm, comfortable house to actually living on the street? Yeah. Um, and I think that there's a lot, we are very privileged people. We, we have fascinating job, yep. good salary, full stomachs. And if we can give something back to help other people, then I think that's part of what we're here for. I and Elsia is a is an absolute advocate of that. She's a, as I said, a real powerhouse. Yeah, she is. She uh, she is. And and you're right. You know what I mean. I feel like you know the being able to have the you know we're working at tech companies and we also like get to do things that we're passionate about and having those things be what we do to help other people is super important and needed and necessary, you know, when you can lean on each other to create something amazing. And 
Yeah. So I just, yeah, thank you, first of all. And, and, and anyone who is listening, who has, you know, who works in that area or also is interested, please do check out what's going on with their app, because it's something that, you know, could very easily expand into any city and across the world for sure. So yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, the, I don't know if everybody, the United States, we say, we say homeless. Um, and I think the, the term rough sleeper, I don't know if that's so here. So, yeah, you know, so um, a, a rough sleeper is somebody yeah. who's actually sleeping on the street. So yeah. the person you see, uh, you know, tucked up in the doorway or yeah. of a shop or, or a store, as you would say. Yeah. Um, the, the other problem is um, hidden homeless. So people who right. are sleeping on other people's couches or um, sleeping, you know, uh, in, in those sorts of places. So mm-hmm. you don't actually see them. Right. But it's a massive problem. Yeah. A, a massive challenge uh, mm-hmm. for society. Um, so, yeah, we call them rough sleepers because right. they're sleeping rough. You sleeping know, rough. Yeah, it sort yeah. of does exactly what it says on the tin. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just thought it's uh, when I, when I see it and I said, I, I'd, I'd actually not heard that term before. So I wanted to make sure that those those of us maybe from the U.S. who haven't heard that term knew what that meant. Sure. What that was. No, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I see your TARDIS in the background. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have a little model TARDIS. Unfortunately, <laughs> the batteries have the batteries have uh, failed, so it doesn't make a noise when I open oh, it, but it should do. Uh, I, what, Doctor Who, for again for your, for, I know that Doctor Who is is coming into America because of BBC America. It's, it's yeah. shown a lot, um, but uh, it is one of the longest running sci-fi shows in the world. It's been on yeah. since the early sixties. It had a little break in the eighties, um, but the premise is that the the Doctor is a Time Lord, uh, and he can he or she it's a female doctor at the moment yep. uh, can regenerate uh, when they when they die they regenerate into a new body. So there have been uh, thirteen actors playing the Doctor since the early sixties, yeah. and it's just a really cool thing. I I had not watched, and uh, my boyfriend and I he was like, "Have you ever watched Doctor Who?" And I said, "Not really." And and he was like, uh, "You love sci-fi, and you like are an Anglophile. Like, what is wrong with you?" And I was like, "I don't know. <laughs> and I just missed it, you know." And so uh, we started watching it this last year. And I am enamored with the whole thing. I just, I love it. I cry all the time. I feel like it's just so, I know it's like, I totally, I, I bought him um, like a TARDIS like that, but it's an alarm clock. And mm-hmm. so it's a little alarm clock. And so the alarm is the sound of the TARDIS. Oh, and, that's it, cool. and it shines the the um, the clock up top on the ceiling. Oh my, and I think I bought it for me, but I gave it to him <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was a real twist. I don't want to give any spoilers out, yeah. uh, but there was a real twist in the last series where. Uh, so the, the 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 latest Doctor is, as I said, uh, the first time a, a, a lady has played uh, yeah. the Doctor, uh, and there was a lot of discussion right. about about that. So yeah, yeah, so they have a a woman playing the Doctor, and they in the last uh, series they actually introduced another female playing the doctor who's um uh, a very quite a famous actor in the uk um and it's the first time that we've had a person of color playing the doctor so that's a real and yeah. they kept it so secret the doctor the bbc are fantastic yeah. at keeping things secret right and so everybody went what <laughs> so, <laughs> because it's like yeah. we now have two doctors 
How's yeah. that possible? <laughs> I know it's like, huh? But yeah, no, I love it. Well, and I, I'm, I think I'm in the season We're we're in the third, I guess it's the 13th season, 13th doctor. So we're, we're in that right now. Um, and I've just been, I, I don't know. I've loved all of them. You know, it's like, you get so hooked on one of them and then, you know, and then you're like, I'm not going to like it, you know, when they shift. And then I totally, I'm like, I'm, I'm groovy. I totally like it. Like, it's totally and, like, I don't know. It's so weird like that. I feel and That's- everybody has their favorite doctor. My doctor is actually all the way back in the 1970s guy called Tom Baker. He was oh, a brilliant actor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, he's, he's, I, I don't know. I, David Tennant is still kind of, I think my favorite, although I love Matt Smith though too. I don't know. I love them all. I mean, it just, it's been so cool to get into that and, and then find out other Whovians, you know what I mean? Around that. It's just like, I'm like, I'm like, like people's backgrounds would be like, I see a TARDIS or I see a Dalek or whatever. <laughs> it's, it's like Star Trek or Star Wars, I guess, you know, the same, same, but yeah. And then just started watching Stranger Things too. Cause I kind of missed that when that first came out have you watched that at all yeah a little bit um it's not it's not one that i've watched a lot of to yeah. be honest with you uh with with work work is crazy um, yeah. yeah we are really busy <laughs> and with pocket angel i don't have a huge amount of time to watch tv at the moment so. yeah i yeah i i hear you it's kind of the one thing that like i i like television but it's still a screen you know what I mean? Yep. Like, I think for me, like I've been trying to listen to things or go outside, you know, yep. I mean, and I live in LA. So, you know, I have a little bit of more outside than other people do in the winter right now too. But sure. yeah, I don't know. Do you find, do you find that, that that's something for you? Screen time? It's, it's, you know, it's, it's weird that um, pre uh, lockdown, I mm-hmm. did a lot of traveling, you know, all oh, um, yeah. this last year has been very strange for me, but in the fact that I haven't been on trains and I haven't yeah. been staying in hotels and, you know, I travel all over the UK. Yeah, right. Um, and that commute time mm-hmm. was podcast time and reading time and time right. where I could de- de-stress, but also yeah. learn. Right. And now, um, you know, I'm sitting at my desk here and 30 seconds later, I'm in my, I'm in my living space. Yeah. So, um, my podcast listening has actually gone down a lot in the last year. Yeah. Um, I picked up other, other, um, hobbies. I'm much fitter now than I've huh? been in a long time. I have right. a, a trainer lady called Sarah Lillywhite, who is absolutely brilliant. She does, um, <laughs> awesome. zoom live zoom classes two or three huh? times a week. Okay. Uh, only four or five of us and I've got my weights over here and my mats yeah, and, right. and um, so I am actually a lot fitter than I was and I've taken up knitting which I find incredibly relaxing oh my goodness that's so cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know I mean I feel like it's run the gamut I either talk to people and they're like I am the fittest I've been in forever and then other folks that are like I can't I can't like I just I've gained weight and I'm whatever, you know what I mean? It's sort of, I don't, it's not the middle, like it's definitely on the poles of either side. Knitting, huh? I used to crochet. I haven't, I know Alcia is a knitter as well. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, we started a pocket angel uh, knit and natter group. So (gasps) we get on Zoom and we all have a chat. um, Yeah, I have have my, I have my knitting bag. Oh my goodness, um, look at that. With with my, there's my yarn and... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> she showed me some um knitting yarn and it was called um oh my god i love the name of it it was uh oh wool wool and the gang 
like yeah, Cool yeah. and the Gang. That's got to like be cool an English wool company, the gang are, uh, right? Yeah, they're a great company, and they yeah. they do wool like uh, crazy, sexy wool, which is yeah. really lovely stuff. Uh, so yeah, yeah, uh, was, it's a good company. That was super cool. Anyway, play on names, and who doesn't love Cool and the Gang? Anyway, that's so mm. funny. So for you, you've you've uh, been working out more. So yeah, I was just thinking, you're so busy. So like, the work life balance for you has really gone into sort of gym and knitting and that kind of thing. Yeah. To to de stress, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I never thought I'd miss the day that I that that uh, I'd see the day that I missed traveling into London on the train and getting on the tube and right. staying in Hilton hotels. And <laughs> I do miss it. It's weird, but yeah. Um, yeah. But the flip side of it, as I said, is that because there is no commuting time and there is no staying right. away, yeah. uh, I'm eating much better. You know, no hotel foods and right, right. fried chicken and stuff like that. Um, totally. And I and I've had time to do to keep fit and things like that. That's awesome. Yeah, and I think with your some of the things that struck me about your company too with HPE is that, and you know, my I, Microsoft may I, I joined Microsoft back um, now eight months ago, and just the 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 pinpointing of wellness and thinking yeah. about mental health and all of that stuff. I mean, I I think I learned from you all sort of that, um, you know, no meaning or wellness Friday. You know, yeah, I think, yeah. So I think every, you all were the first to do stuff like that. Yeah, so every second Friday of the month, um, mm. we get the afternoon off. The whole company gets the afternoon off, unless you've got um, a, a role, which means that you have to be supporting a client or something like that. Right. But uh, sure. the, the idea is that we shut down at Friday lunchtime, and that's it. Um, they they uh, really support people uh, in the community as well. So we have something called HPE Gives. Mm-hmm. So if I'm working on uh, on Pocket Angel, I can uh, log my time into HPE Gives, right. um, and um, I'm given I think it's forty volunteer hours a year. Oh, wow. So that's hours that I can take during the working day mm-hmm. to work on volunteer uh, activities. Uh, I log it into HP Gives so that they can track the time, but they also give me charity dollars. So this oh, is nice. money that I then give to charities. Oh, um, cool! Oh, I love so that. they actually pay me for my volunteer time, right. and that's even if I'm doing it at the in the evenings and the weekends. Right. It oh, is very cool. That's super cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's so important, and I, the the focus on it. I think in some some places we're doing it pre-pandemic but I feel like obviously we've had to really take a look at that you know and that virtual commute or the commute we lost like giving yourself a virtual commute I found for me I have to do it I have to have a little bit of transition time before I walk out of my office area I have a room luckily but into my 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 life space although it's just it's such a blend but i i kind of have to have that moment and i finally set that up with my boyfriend i was just like okay like and he works a lot in my office uh, it's really our office with me but we both have headphones on in in different spaces but then when you kind of go out into the living room it's sort of like i need a moment you know before yeah <laughs> like I, I actually bought myself i bought myself these uh um wireless head headset yeah. so i can actually get up and walk around when i'm on meetings right. and things and yeah um i i can get out into the into the back garden i think you'd call it a backyard sure. and yeah, just yeah. walk around in the yeah. sun while i'm actually on a call yeah. people sometimes go you're on video and you've left your desk it's like oh, okay i'm back yeah, yeah right totally <laughs> yeah well and i have people now who just take calls when they're walking they're just like i'm walking 
you know, yeah. like, and you're like, okay, you know, that sounds good. I love it. And, or I've set up calls where I'm like, can we walk or just not be on video or just do whatever that kind of thing. So yeah, I love it. Um, for you. So, so you have pocket angel and then for your job, job, mm-hmm. <laughs> what's kind of the, what, what's the, what's the most sort of thing that's uh, sort of really exciting for you right now? Right now. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of um, a lot of organisations are in. Well, obviously, everybody's in the same boat uh, in that they are suddenly, um, to use a very English expression, moving from an organisation which has bums on seats mm. to we can't actually see the people w- 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 that right. that we're paying to do a job. Right. So they they're shifting this mindset of uh, of remote working, mm-hmm. and and how do we how do we deal with that? And the yeah. technology is only one part of it. So obviously, introducing things like Teams and yeah. um, Share, SharePoint's co-authoring capabilities and these sorts right. of things are incredibly important to organizations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they also need to figure out um, how their culture uh, and their and their meaning changes right. when teams are scattered all over the, the teams with a lowercase t are yeah. scattered all across the country. Right. Um, so how do we maintain, and, and HP is doing the same thing. How do we maintain that cohesion right. within the, the group that are working together when you don't have the chat over a coffee about, did you watch Doctor Who last night and, right. and things like that? Um, <laughs> sure. So it's trying to maintain that culture, trying to maintain that cohesion, trying to maintain how, why, people work for a particular organization is a real challenge for a lot of organizations and we're helping them with that um and we're learning as we go along it's an incredibly yeah. important part because I mean, a lot of organizations including hpe have already stated we're never going back to the office ever um our offices are going to become innovation centers right, um, right. so if we need to go in to do whiteboarding mm-hmm. uh, yeah we do work which we can't for whatever reason do virtually yeah um uh so if we're, we're going in for those innovation uh, thinking sessions just occasionally to meet up um right. that that's what we're going to be transitioning to and a lot of organizations are like that yeah. so in this new world how do you make yeah. sure that that a group of people stay cohesive yeah no absolutely it's an and, exciting challenge yeah yeah absolutely so hpe is saying work from home Wow. Uh, so when we when we come out of lockdown, the current transition for uh, the UK is that we should be fully out of lockdown by middle of June. Um, there's a massive vaccination program going yeah. on at the moment. Um, we've vaccinated something like a third of the population already. Right. Um, with the first dose, mm-hmm. second dose is coming down the down the right. line the the uk is saying there's a 12 week gap between the first dose and the second dose yep um i've already had my first one and oh, i'm wow. waiting for okay. my second one mm-hmm. um and um so we should be fully reopened by the 21st of june wow but even after that yeah. um we're not going back to having thousands of people sitting in an office from 5 95 30 yeah it's just not the way we're going to work anymore yeah. Um, yeah. Anywhere in the world. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, and it's sort of, even if you were going in, it's like, you know, some places are, you know, no, no working officially with offices, but, or it's half time. You can work 50% of your time at yeah. home or whatever. So, yeah. you know, it's like, you're going to have to 
coordinate if coordinate like if you're going to actually have a team meeting where everybody's there it's like all right is it the thursday but that doesn't always work for everybody and and like you know just like all that and some people will never be able to do that because of their own you know comfortability or their own health or whatever you know so yeah it's just it's definitely um people people keep saying you know when we get back to normal and i was like i don't one, I just I don't never, think we, we'll never go back to normal. And there is no, normal, we'll go back normal. To the old normal. The old yeah, we'll, normal. We'll be used yeah. to the new normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I don't know. And I don't really like the word normal anyway, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've, ne- I've never been normal. So I know, no, I, I know. That. Totally, I'm, like, I'm waving my free flag really far, You know what I mean? Just like, okay, you know. <laughs> I've, uh, I've I've embraced the COVID hair, so I look I more like Tarzan than I, I ever like, did. I was going to say, I was like, your hair's long too. It's yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's it looks great. So thank you. Yeah, thank I, you. I I let mine's pretty long too for yeah, me. Yeah, it looks good. Thank yeah. you. And I literally this was it was uh, last week a weekend. I finally called my hairdresser and I was like, I it has been a year. And she was like, send me a picture. And I sent her a picture. She's like. People pay to have their hair look like that because it was like sort of like grown out and like a brunette to like here, right? She's like, that's called blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ah, well, I don't know what it's called, but I, I need a judge. I just need like, and so I literally double masked and went to, she was doing her stuff at her place and it was, you know, outside and everything. And, I'm, and again, I'm here in California, so it's like, we can do that stuff outside, but it was weird, you know, and, but also great. Like, I just was like, Oh, another human being, you know, like yeah, no. I just, I was like, I was like, I was like, what? This is so weird. Yeah. You know, cause we're, yeah. we've been super locked down too. Wow. So I think yeah. The, uh, the first boot camp that I turned up to with uh, Sarah Lillywhite and I had my hair in a ponytail. She was uh, going, wow, no, it really is time that you went to the hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. No, I, uh, yeah, it's been in a, in a, a wild ride for this past year. That is for sure. Mm. Since, especially since we all met, um, within that time. Um, oh, I know I, I love going on vacation in the States and yeah. you guys just know how to relax. You know, <laughs> I love Boston. Um, there's a, there's a place in South Carolina called Hilton Head Island. That oh I've yeah. Been to really, um, been to Florida, been to California. Yeah, uh, I, I have friends who live in uh, San Francisco and other friends who live in Seattle. Yeah, um, and yeah, I just love it over there. But yeah, it just haven't been. Yeah, can't yeah. get on a plane. You know, so yeah, I'm with you. Well, 2019, I did uh, 20. I think I spoke at like 28 or 29 events in person in six different countries. Like. So I was, you know, I bet I literally, I put my suitcase up and it's been a year and a half since I've been on a plane and yeah. I've driven to Seattle twice um, from here. And that's about an 18 hour drive um, to go up. But uh, other than that, yeah, I do miss it. Too. Facebook. Yeah. Facebook pops up. Do you remember yeah. when you were in Florida talking at Ignite? I do. Mm-hmm. Stop reminding me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't want to please that. Yeah. It is one of those things. Yeah. Um, I think that's, I think. I don't know. Do you feel like, are you starting to think about planning stuff a bit now? I think yeah. Are, um, yeah. Trying to it anyway. Is, yeah. With, yeah. Thinking about it, I think is the, is the, I was actually very lucky last uh, August. We came, we came out of lockdown mm-hmm. for, for a few months. Then we went back into lockdown. Right. And in that little window of opportunity, I actually had a vacation. 
oh. on a Greek island. Oh my! So, um, got a got an email from one of the travel companies who said, you know, basically you can go tomorrow, uh, right. and you can fly from your local airport. And these are all the COVID um, um, uh, checks and balances that we've put in place to make sure that everybody's safe. Right. Uh, jumped on a plane, went and lay in the sun for two weeks, and I was really lucky. Yeah, and, I, yeah. and I'm very happy to say I was incredibly lucky. Right. Um, so this year, I think, is going to be the same thing, which is everything's going to be very, very last minute. Yeah, I um, think every, people are going to be like, boom, and then go or do or whatever, and yeah. saving up points and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I just for, you know, you have the, you've had this really beautiful long career in technology, and it's but it's bounced around for you in different things. Do you, like if you were, I mean, I, I keep, I'm working with folks, you know, mentoring and folks who are like looking for jobs and all of that. And it's like looking for a job in this time and also even trying to, you know, finish college in this time is a challenge. And um, I've been thinking and talking with folks like us who've been, you know, in our jobs for a while and, and in careers, like advice for folks, you know, about what to look for, what's hot, what's, where should they be? focusing their energies i mean you know you can focus it on all kinds of things if you decide to be a doctor that's that but i think sure. like as far as the technology realm i think you- for uh for kids that are just coming into um and in fact my one of my nephews mm-hmm. uh who's in his uh late 20s uh is uh he's he's also joined the industry so okay. he's yep. third generation which is very uh, cool cool um but uh for kids that are just starting out um i think that there's been a there's been a switch um, in the last 10 15 years um, there was a real move 10 or 15 years ago to, to move everything offshore um, so virtually all software development went offshore there was very certainly in the UK there was very little um, career prospects for mm-hmm. what I'd call hard, hardcore software engineers right. um, that's changed. A bit, yeah. Um, with things like the the advent of apps um, and um, and agile, where you can't send off a set of requirements to right. somebody and then wait a few months to get it back and go, yeah, that's not quite what I meant. Yeah. So it's it's easier to have the people sitting right next to you to be able to do that work. So mm-hmm. um, there's a and there's a there's a distinct difference between people who write code and people who are software engineers. Um, and um, I think that discipline of of software engineering is actually a really important thing still to to still to have so there there are some really great opportunities in that area but I think that um, if you can combine that with the ability to talk and understand business yeah that's a real advantage. So if you are a if you are a technician who can speak business language and speak right. to business people and understand what it is that they're saying, mm. translate that into technology. That's a really really strong skill to have. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's. I don't know. I find. I, I think people being super specialized is great as well. But I also feel like the opportunity to advance maybe a little bit more quickly, you have that sort of crossover piece of it, right? And especially right now when, I don't know, we're gonna continue, like we're saying, working from home and things like that, right? So it's like the ability to cross the cross the chasm between business yeah. and IT, I think I think you're absolutely right that that's where it's at. And I have yeah. a cat, I have a cat who decided <laughs> to join 
Hi. Giant cat heads are looping. Yes. What, what's going on? He's like, I think it's time for a midday snack is what's happening right here. So he just put, he put a claw in my leg about 10 minutes ago, which is why I went, whoa. Because <laughs> what's the time of it? It's what, 10 to 1? Yeah, right? it's one forty-seven. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So anyway, but that's funny. Well, okay. So, so that's great. So, um, I think that takes me to the our, la- our last question of inspiration and moments and sparks of uh, what, yeah. uh, if you want to share with our listeners, um, I love thinking about moments and sparks that, that make us who we are and something for uh, now of today, like something book, a person, place, thing, poem uh, that seeks you kind of in really who you are today in this moment, you know? And so there I you- think, yeah. It's an interesting one because there are certain uh, there are certain pivotal pivotal points in life you could sure. say if I chose it's that sliding doors moment in that yes. movie you know where yeah. if you'd done something different your life would be completely different yep. um, and I think that if you if you really analyze your life you can probably find five or six sliding door moments yeah um, For sure. and I think that it's it's difficult. You know, over a thirty-year career, it's difficult to say. You know, this is this is important or that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started in my career, there was a guy um, who is he, then he was my age now, um, and a guy called Mike Jerome who um, really helped me when I was first starting in my career. He he basically mentored me, mm-hmm. he gave me lots of help and advice, uh, and I think my career wouldn't be what it is. If he hadn't done that, he, he he was the one who really helped me understand that it's not all about technology. It's about mm. people as well. Yeah. Um, so uh, rather than a poem or a book or something like mm-hmm. that, Mike was a really great guy. And one of the reasons I tried to help the, the, the younger generation coming into the industry is because I want to give back right. what he gave to me. Yeah. Um, so... Um, there are certain things that there are certain songs like a hurricane by Neil Young mm. that just take me back to when I was young and, and, yeah. and I was going to say, and had hair, I have hair. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> um, and yeah, um, I've never really been big into poetry to be honest with you, but I mean, mm. I love reading. You can see from all the books around yeah, me, yeah, I, sure. I love reading. Um, but and and again, there are so many books that that have meant something to me that I go yeah. back to over and again. But if there was one thing that I that I think it, it is that guy that just helped me in the first couple of years of my career. Yeah, shout out to the people that bring us along and teach us. Yeah, right. Shout out Absolutely. to Mike. Yeah. Shout That's... out to to Mike down at that end, and right up at this end. Shout out to Steve Mills and Alcia Loach at this ah, end. Right on. Yeah. And it continues and continues. And thank you for giving back too. You know, super important that we do that for sure. Oh my goodness. You're so, it's so nice to see you and talk with you. I just, it's been a while and it's so nice to hear your story. I love it that, that I love that. I have an image of my father as well. He worked at JCPenney, so he's a retail guy. And so like going into the JCPenney store where he was a manager and going in and sitting in his desk at his office, like I was fascinated with like, paper clips for goodness sake you know what i mean like just like you know like yeah. like but like that that like i so i i and i talk we a lot of people have that with their with the dads especially going into an office and work in a big job yeah. and all that kind of stuff and i have you know, I, 
I still have my father's typewriter that he used to write uh, his reports on in the 1960s. Uh, and it town. sits here by, on my desk. Yeah. Uh, and when I'm sitting there writing uh, reports or, yeah. or designs or whatnot, I sometimes look at that and I think, what would he do? Yeah. How would he phrase that? Totally. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Our dads, um, our parents, moms and dads, you know, that influence on us is so cool. Thank you. Yeah, so thank you for sharing the typewriter. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's, good. Uh, it's quite a thing. Yeah, that's super cool. Well, hey, thank you, Andy, for jump, being on the show and sharing your story with our listeners. I really appreciate it. So. It was, it was. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We we need to get once all yes. this craziness is over, we'll get together and have a, a little glass of water or something I think, like that. I think anyway. that sounds wonderful. Yeah, or a pint of cider or something. I don't know, but yeah, yes, yeah. for sure. Okay, well, wonderful, Andy. Thank you so much, and everyone that has been another episode of the mavens do it better podcast and here is to another beautiful day on this big blue spinning sphere thank you everybody and thank you andy yay thank you bye-bye bye cheers the original music on this podcast was created by jesse Cates.